Good afternoon, Rich Nass here. I am the Executive Vice President of Open Systems Media. I lead the embedded and IoT teams for embedded computing design. We're here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my embedded executive is Riza Azardaraksh. No, I got it wrong. Daraksh. Azardaraksh. Good, good. Is that right, Riza? I'm very sorry. Yeah. It's, it's a tough name. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Okay. But that's what's good. Riza is the uh, founder and CEO of PQ Secure, and that's the, that's the important part here. Um, we're going to talk about the Chips Act, and uh, we actually covered this in a fair amount of detail about a year ago when the whole thing came down, when the Biden administration was offering money and all the things you had to go through. But um, I want to talk to Riza and see what's happened since we spoke about this a year ago. So Riza, um, first of all, how do you know about this stuff? Cool. Uh, see, uh, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm founder and CEO of PQ Secure Technologies. Uh, we focus a lot on the uh, development and as well as standardization of post-quantum cryptography, whatever is it called, uh, uh, cybersecurity after presence or also even before uh, presence of uh, quantum computers. So uh, we do a lot, a lot of uh, research with uh, government on the development of uh, these uh, algorithms and solutions, as well as deployment and integration of them into uh, various protocols and complete systems. Okay, so what is your interaction with the CHIPS Act? So uh, CHIPS Act, basically, uh, as you may uh, recall, uh, CHIPS Act uh, came uh, to help uh, US with the development of chips in-house. Uh, it has a couple of things uh, very relevant uh, to uh, basically uh, 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 post-quantum cryptography or even quantum uh, uh, information system. Quantum computing raises the possibility of some current encryption systems being uh, defeated. For this reason, uh, U.S. Administration on National Cybersecurity and Strategy point out potential impacts of quantum computers. And they realize that a small-scale quantum computers demonstrates the commercial and public interest in these devices. So uh, this is an important thing because they would like to make sure that large-scale quantum machines uh, could uh, that could uh, uh, threaten uh, current cryptographical standards uh, are no, no longer making a big threat into our security uh, systems that we currently have. So uh, the main thing here is a national uh, uh, strategic overviews, this uh, QIC or quantum information science, in, which includes a position, navigation, timing, and communication and other things. Uh, together with quantum computing, these applications are poised to shape future directions of cybersecurity research, basically. What we currently do as an R&D on the uh, post-quantum cryptography is basically uh, helping uh, to get ready for the uh, big threat which is coming from quantum computers. Two questions here, uh, basically, to consider at the interface between uh, the two fields. The first question is whether or how quantum technologies can impact or break current cybersecurity methods. Uh, and the second question is uh, basically uh, how to protect future quantum computing infrastructure 
and quantum information technologies from attacks. So these chips act basically uh, clearly mentioning that it should uh, uh, carry out research to facilitate the development and the standardization of quantum cryptography and post-quantum classical cryptography. And also it mentions that research to facilitate development and standardization of quantum networking communication and sensing and other applications. So basically after uh, NIST announcement, that announcement actually followed six, followed six years of effort managed by NIST in, uh, started in 2016, called the world's uh, cryptographers to devise and then uh, vet encryption methods uh, that could resist uh, uh, attacks from these quantum computers. And then based on uh, what QIC or uh, Quantum Initiatives Act, uh, as well as CHIPS Act called uh, two programs. One is called actually SHIP, uh, which is basically a state-of-the-art heterogeneous uh, integrated packaging system, which is currently happening. Uh, it started actually uh, earlier November, uh, the, uh, November of actually 2022. And then also in March earlier this year, rapid program started. Uh, so uh, rapid assured microelectronic prototypes commercial or RAMP-C program. Uh, which officially uh, broke ground, uh, uh, I mean, basically in this summer, uh, celebrated at S2 Mart's uh, ramp awareness there in Washington, D.C. That program was created to facilitate the use of U.S.-based uh, commercial semiconductor foundry ecosystem to fabricate assured leading-edge custom cryptographic or even uh, chip IPs in the country. Uh, after that, actually, in April 2023, uh, the DOD, uh, through that SHIP program, uh, started calling another program, which is uh, uh, the uh, kind of MCP program, multi-chip packaging program. And that's also tested by various uh, prime contractor companies. Uh, to date, I think microelectronics technology companies in the U.S., uh, have already announced over uh, 150 billion in manufacturing and semiconductors and electronics, most of which are ready to officially break uh, ground uh, when it gets received, I mean, funding. Um, so as you could uh, see, mostly focus here is going on packaging as well as uh, infrastructure, building fabrication facilities in the country. I think next steps would be, uh, I think you can ask what would be the next steps here now. Well, I will ask that in a second, but I was always under the impression that the CHIPS Act had to do with building fabs, and and you're talking about a completely yeah. different direction. Yeah, that's a, all, uh, that, that these two programs that started on uh, ships and ship and also uh, ramp C, they're building facilities. But if you build facilities, what's going to happen but what you want to build there, you need IPs, right? You need a custom intellectual property for uh, chips uh, and also cryptographic cybersecurity solutions to be included there. Does it make sense? Yep, that certainly makes sense. Okay, so now yeah, back to the question you're asking yourself, what are the next steps? Yeah, so uh, as US Gov is uh, building these uh, facilities in the country, next step would be development of uh, intellectual properties for uh, uh, actually building these chips, custom chips in the country. 
And that's the most important part. So there is a clear language in CHIPS and Science Act uh, indicating mostly for uh, uh, cryptography, I mean, uh, chips in the country indicating that uh, every single IP developed for these uh, uh, chips should be developed actually in the country, US soil, and all should be uh, uh, US based, uh, uh, developed by US based companies. This is a very important fact, and also it applies to uh, cryptographic IPs. Uh, U.S. companies and uh, manufacturers uh, can no longer license IPs from overseas uh, companies developing uh, cryptographic IPs. Probably uh, that's not going to happen uh, again in the future. And the, uh, the main reason is U.S. is stopping basically outsourcing uh, the uh, uh, development of, of these IPs uh, uh, to China. Uh, uh, that we always worried about the uh, uh, trust of the uh, uh, chip development and kind of uh, the topic is called basically hardware oriented security and trust, uh, which you basically outsource your IPs and then development and manufacturing and fabrication happens over there. Uh, because of uh, those uh, attacks coming from spy chips, whatever is called, uh, the U.S. government is stopping those through development of uh, IPs as well as fabricating them in the U.S. Uh, soil. That's really interesting stuff. So when we speak a year from now, what do you think we'll be talking about? Uh, uh, this process actually is uh, going to happen over the years, in a couple of years, I think. But uh, after a year from now, we will see a big uh, uh, development of facilities. Uh, also, uh, recent, very recently, the National Science Foundation announced uh, uh, five different hubs in the country doing re uh, research and development of these uh, chips, basically. Uh, I think uh, we will see uh, a lot of workforce development uh, that we have lack of those at this point, uh, as well as uh, availability of uh, fabrication facilities uh, for, uh, and also including clean houses to start uh, the, the, the ball rolling, basically getting these uh, uh, systems on chip, whatever is it called, which is a, a kind of uh, a complex, complete solutions for uh, next generation chips that we are uh, going to see in various uh, 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 IT systems. Okay, well, that's very interesting stuff. We will all stay tuned and see if this comes to fruition. Um, thank you very much for your time, Riza, uh, for educating the audience. Very good, my pleasure, thank you. That was Riza Azur Daksh. He is the CEO and founder of Peak PQ Secure, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. You have a great day, Reza. Very good. Thank you very much.